Hi everybody and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. My name is Kinger. As always, I'm joined by Mark. Hello. By Nally. Well. And by Walshy. Hello. Boo. It, it's the not the same since he yeah, started. The boo, it, boo. The, the boo is for the lack of, you know, speaking foreignese. That's the point. That's why you're getting booed. <laughs> I haven't done it all this season. So it's like five episodes. <laughs> well, after the disastrous double stout episode for me last week, uh, I'm happy to say we're on to bigger and better things this week. Okay. I'm joking. That's I'm fair. joking. I enjoyed I enjoyed the two of them, to be fair. Can't be letting that slide <laughs> so quickly, Kinger. <laughs> this week, we are in Westmead and Offaly with uh, Seeking Sunshine from Dead Centre, uh, coming out of Westmead, and we have... Um, Schlieve Bloom Brewing Company's Rising Moon Berry IPA from Offaly. So that sounds like it's going to be a very interesting one. Yeah, I, I don't know the the berry IPA. I'm kind of expecting some sort of like soury kind of vibe off it. Yeah. You know? I'm not really sure how it's going yeah. to go, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, okay, so again, me and technical difficulties. I haven't much uh, idea of who's going telling us about what, but I'm going to guess that Mark is telling us about Dead Center. And awfully, our Westmeath. <laughs> yes, very good. Be careful. So, um, a little bit of history here um, about Dead Center. So, it was officially kind of founded in 2019 by um, Liam Tutti. Um, he had been brewing since like 2017 uh, with contract brewing out of St. Mel's in Longford. Uh, so, their first beer was Marooned. It would launch in 2017. Um yeah, but they've been open in, since 2019 not long. They have the, the pub, the kind of restaurant. I, I guess it's a gastro pub is, is what you call it. Because in 2020, it won Best Gastro Pub in Westmeath. So, well done. I didn't realise there was so many gastro pubs in Westmeath that warranted having an award for the best about. one. I kind of feel like maybe he just get, <laughs> set it up and gave it to himself. But we'll we'll move past my <laughs> suspicions. Still the best. Um, they're also, they're yeah. also the founder of Beer Cloud. Um, which is a online craft beer website for buying your craft your crafty brews, and yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I've had I've had some of their beers, uh, including the one we're trying today. Um, it's yeah, they're they're just a very good uh, craft brewery who brew for the kind of joy of the brewing, um, which is nice. Um, and having the kind of bar and restaurant which used to be attached to the brewery, but I think they've now since moved their brewery out of the town, have they? Um, no, the the brewery is still there, but when they want to do stuff in vast quantities like Seeking or Maroons, teeny tiny, they do contract out with 12 acres for a minute, but they are trying yeah. to get the brewery moved. Yeah, the so... Minute. They're in the process of doing it. Yeah, grand. So, so kind of the brewery on site is more for their um, kind of experimental or limited editions, of which they are constantly doing them, which is very good. Uh, one thing I love about this is their can design. It's really simple, so it's kind of eschewed the kind of trend we've we've talked about this before. How the craft beer can slash bottle label design trend over the last few years has been to go, you know, picking really cool names with puns or getting these real mad artwork together um, and having consistent styles and stuff. The dead center is basically the Google Maps ping, um, which is super clever because if you Google dead center. The little red ping that comes up and shows you where it is, is their logo. Mm. So it's a very clever marketing ploy. It also makes it very recognisable as well, because if you see that little ping, you kind of automatically associate it with the brewery. Yes, that's kind of what I had on them. Um, I know Walshy and Nally lads are massive fans of this. I've had some of their brews, really liked some, didn't like a couple of others. So I'm kind of like, just I, I, I view them as a good craft brewery, but... Um, yeah, I have had the one we had today, and I did enjoy it when I had it. So I'm looking forward to seeing if it will hold up the second time I try. I have to say, like, I'm not like I would row in behind the lads as kind of a fairly big fan of the center as well. I've had a lot of their beers. Um, it's it's I this for me is going to be a strange one to not just to enjoy a seeking sunshine, but to try and like. Um, rate it or whatever like it, it like to, to come at it from that angle is going to be a bit of a strange one but i'm kind of I, looking forward to doing it as well you know i already i already feel a little dirty about having to rate seeking sunshine so I, i'm not sure how i'm going to go on this <laughs> um i only seen this that westmead and mead once were formed a fifth province in ireland called as is a mide m-i-d-e 
and yeah. Westmead is known as the Lakeland County. And apparently the main town was Mullingar. I question that to now, considering how big Athlone has got. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, so that's... Um, yeah, Where's the county that. council offices, Walshie? Where are the county council offices? Oh, up the road there somewhere. In Mullingar, I think. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Still up the road. <laughs> Everywhere is up the road, okay? Exactly. So it doesn't mean I'm, I'm not... I'm not wrong then, am I? Uh, you at loan people, you're too <laughs> close to Roscommon. You know, something gets into the water down there and fries your brains. Affects everyone. Affects everyone. Uh, Nally, you you were doing a bit of research on Sleeve Bloom, yeah? Research is, uh, you know, that's a very, very strong word, Kinger. Um, <laughs> very strong word. Aim high. Aim high. Very strong word for a brewery that's hard to find a lot of information on. So, um, yeah. But uh, I found a bit on them anyway. They were set up in 2018 um, in Kennedy, in County Offaly. Um, they have three main beers in their lineup. So they have the Burry IPA, they have a Red Ale and a Stout. And um, the three beers are actually designed to commemorate three people uh, who f- were kind of instigators in the 1798 Irish Rebellion. So the three lads were blacksmiths that worked in Kennedy, uh, in Kennedy Castle. Um, and they made pikes for you know for the rebellion. So you'll see on all of their cans, there's a pike in or their, or their bottles, all the label designs. There's a pike in each of them. So they have the pikeman red ale, rising moon, which is the IPA that we're trying today, and then they have pike maker stout. So it's you know it's all a nod and a throwback to them. The three lads were found out by the by the sheriff at the time. They were flogged and everything, but uh, they they stood as kind of like martyrs for a long time around the area for uh, Irish Rebellion and stuff like that, which is, you know, it's pretty cool for them to pay tribute to something, you know, so ingrained in the Irish culture from around where they are. Um, apart from that, though, there's not a whole lot about them at the minute. They're pretty new. So at the minute, it's only their core line that I've seen any beers from. But, you know, depending on how this goes, I could be hoping they do a lot more or... I could be very mm. glad they've only done three. So um, I'm really looking forward to giving it a go. So I, am. <laughs> I enjoy, Nally, how like the brewery has the story of, you know, honouring of the 1798 Rebellion and Irish nationalism. And their first two of their first two beers are a stout, which is like a kind of quintessential Irish brew, and a red ale, which is also like a quintessential Irish brew. And I'm sure the Berry IPA... You know, it's probably all locally sourced and stuff. The berry part is probably inspired by like the Irish countryside. Yeah, that's that's it, Mark. I think the hundred percent the same. Um, the red ale and the stout being you know quintessential Irish beer styles is a is a good nod to that tradition. And um, the other thing that they have on it, um, you know, last season, Mark, we talked about hope beer, hope beer, and uh, you were talking about how you like the stories they have on the side of the cans or the side of the labels yeah so each of these have the little story about you know whichever it is so it's on the Burry IPA it's Born a Rebellion at the side of it so it's got a little story about the whole um, the whole you know what was going on at the time and everything so you know it's a, it's a good little read see how it goes and uh, yeah. you know could, could, be, could be a good one I'm really looking forward to trying it so yeah so one little nice thing we had last week was we were trying two stouts which is kind of nice to have the same beer style um, we don't we kind of have the same style today in that we've two IPAs, but um, what I, I do like about the two cans is that the Sleeve Bloom is based off, obviously, the Sleeve Bloom Mountains, so it's, you know, named after the location. And Dead Centre as well are called Dead Centre because, you know, the centre of Ireland, the Dead Centre of Ireland. Now, I've looked into this because, you know, I wanted to make sure that they weren't lying with their name. Technically, the Dead Centre of Ireland is about 8.9 kilometres away from at loan. So I think that's close enough that we'll give them a pass. We won't be too harsh on them. Um, and also, the geographical dead centre of Athlone is Athlone Castle. So if anyone knows that, and that's like directly across the river from dead yeah. centre's uh, bar. And so I, don't I think. think they could put a brewery in a castle. Well, well, they should try. I mean, why they not? They should definitely try. 100%. That is, that, yeah. that is that a challenge, w- isn't that, it? That would be class, like, but. Uh... I don't know if the town would be too happy with that. I'm sure it'd be pretty historical, if nothing else. Like oh, Castles yeah. would have to have breweries, or you'd go mad. <laughs> yeah. Put you in monk's robes, Walshie, and then have you down there with your beard and bald head brewing uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I had to head for it, yeah. 
Yeah, so instead of giving and, and saying it's a, a fact because, you know, let's call a spade a spade, they're outlandish and things that I'm pulling off the top of my skull at a stretch. So I'm like, from now on, in, the, in these kind of county names, I've decided that uh, I'll come up with a little story behind how I'd l- I like to imagine they came up with it. So for Offaly, I threw this together. All the people were randomly in there and there was a group of them going, these are something off awfully about this place and jimmy who was in charge of coming up with the name he heard it in the distance and we're like do you know what awfully has a nice ring to it and they came up with the name and then people from awfully still to this day when they heard the term awfully they were like that fucking jimmy <laughs> fucking wanker you know do you but like do you... they thought there was a bit of a gone offness about it and then jimmy you know not obviously be not the full shilling you know fucked it up for everybody you you have insulted awfully people an awful lot there. Um, my father's from awfully. Well, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. That's all and I can say. You can't talk about insulting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I go after breweries. Okay, I go after the big guys. I leave the little guys alone. And there's um, never been a littler guy than awfully. Okay, or maybe what Carlo. You, what did you say about me last week? Or Kildare? No, comment. or Wicklow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the mountain people deserve it, okay? And I'll stand by that. Right, I think with that, it's time to crack on with the first of this week's beer. So we'll be cracking into Dead Center's um, Seeking Sunshine. The first thing I kind of noticed with this, guys, is it's when you first pour it, it's a super carbonated beer. That first mm. 30 seconds out of it, you you can see the explosion of bubbles before it kind of settles down with a nice thick uh, IPA head on it. Um, it's a nice light looking head, like there's lots of bubbles through it. It's not like thick and creamy like a stout. But it's uh, it's reasonably sized. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty clear beer as well. Um, you know, it's not overly hazy or anything like that. It's it's kind of a straw color, a golden straw color. Um, but yeah, definitely not too hazy or anything like that. Um, it's it smells, you know, it's a sit, it's kind of a citra pale ale, um, citron amarillo, I think it is. Yeah, citron amarillo. Yeah. So it's fairly neutral, though, isn't it, for others of the style? Like compared to some of the citrus you get are you know blasts. This is kind of more, you know, IPA. Yeah, Subtle. yeah. It's definitely not overpowering on on the hop aroma. It is there, like, but it's not. You know, you're not getting, you're not getting kicked in the face with the with the smell of it. It is. Um, it's pretty subtle, like you're saying. I haven't had. I haven't actually had a seeking sunshine in about. I'd say it's easily three or four months, and I always like the smell is. I I find the smell very distinctive to. Seeking Sunshine. I don't think there's an awful lot of other IPAs that that are have that kind of similar smell. I don't know why that is, but um, I feel like I could pick that out of a a blind nose test if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a pale ale actually, isn't it? It's not. It's, is it an IPA or pale ale? I'm just after reading the back here. Pale ale. Yeah, pale, pale ale. Yeah. Okay, we should just call that out Sorry, so we don't ale. sound like complete ourselves. Um, <laughs> okay, Sadie Wood from Dead Centers listing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, you see, going off what King said just is when he says that the smell is distinctive. Um, a lot of them other citras, not bad or anything, but some of them I think, like like Natty was kind of pointing out, that citrus smell or say like a berry, for example, just because it's sitting, it could be a lot more stronger on the nose normally. Whereas it's there, but it's not like wow, they're after throwing in a full orange into every glass kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and I guess if you want, if you're somebody who loves the massive explosion of flavor and the kind of, you know, real play on the taste buds, maybe some of those uh, other citrus will be a little bit more down your alley. I just, before we go any further, I want to call this out. So this is unusual in the podcast and that you guys have drank an awful lot of this beer over the last yeah. wh- whatever amount of time. So you're this is like a regular go-to for you. So I imagine it's difficult trying to switch off your kind of just auto-consume function in your brain with this and actually analyze it critically <laughs> but i'm just asking that like everything else give everything the same the same chance yeah fair yeah 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 just a quick one mark on that you're talking about i don't drink many much of this at all and <laughs> uh, just a quick one mark on that where you were saying about the explosion of flavor i think um when when you're you know when you're smelling it it's not as strong as some of the other ones but when you drink it it's it's very crisp so it is um, I think it's really refreshing and there is mm. a good bit of flavour there it's not 
you know, it's not overpowering. There's a lot more flavor there than the smell would lead you to believe, is what I think. Yeah, that's fair. I would agree. And like, <clears throat> surprisingly as well, I think for a beer that's five percent, it's it's. I I feel like it's one that you could probably drink for the night. Like, it, it, I don't I, I I don't feel like it's overly probably heavy drinking. Probably that's never been done. Like, I don't think I've ever. None of us have ever gone out and just stuck on seeking sunshine for the night. No. You're probably right. It's probably. Yeah, know, I can say it was. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. confidence in the world. Uh, that, that's 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 me trying to switch off my consumer side oh, yeah, and yeah. just trying to rate it. It's kind of as the Crafty though. Crew podcast. Yeah. No. Okay. So <laughs> switching it off. Um, to be fair, it is it is a pretty crisp beer. It's um it's quite refreshing. I think. You know the way people kind of you'd lean towards like a lager or something like that if you're looking for something really crisp and refreshing. I think this on the pale ale side of it is kind of touching yeah. those notes where you know it's if you're if you're on a warm day no more than the name says seeking sunshine if you're on a warm day and it's really warm outside and you want something just it's pretty light as well so it's not overly heavy you know some of the ipas when they you, they get juicy and stuff like that some of those hazy ipas they can be pretty heavy as well whereas this is a pretty light beer um, and yeah the, the hops aren't too high i'd say you know it's middle in bitterness it's you know whatever 50 or ibus or something like that but um it's it's not too bitter where it's going to crease you like a heavier hopped ipa and it's also not really light with you know a lager and stuff like that plus it's got good hops that um you know don't remind me of cat piss so it's always a good win for any beer <laughs> that does that <laughs> I think a, a little thing just to point out now, especially what like we're me and Ali are from Athlone, so we'd see it a lot more. There was only really dead center and maybe one other place that had it on draft, and in the last last while, a lot more places are are actually starting to get this one in particular. One of their other ones marooned uh, now and again, kegged and on draft, so it's a lot more accessible. You know, than just getting cans as well, which is which is grand going out because it is a very sessionable kind of a drink. You know, so it's handy to be having all these pubs starting to get these things in to pubs on draft. You know, well, I think that's a, a good sign because no less than say something like an O'Hara's IPA or something. One of the the hallmarks of a of a good kind of IPA or pale ale even from a craft brewery is making it accessible and as Nally made with the point that it's kind of close to your crisp lagers and that kind of thing maybe it's more or it's a more accessible craft beer for the people who don't really drink them much so it can still perform well in a pub because people who do maybe have a couple of pints of Heineken or they're like I'll try this it's not a huge step for them it's nice it's a nice little gateway drug like into the craft beer market so it can kind of have mainstream appeal while also being um a craft, you know, yeah. a craft beer. Uh, Nally and Walshie, you guys might fill us in. You, I think you know the story about this wasn't really supposed to be the original recipe or it was meant to be something else and then they changed yeah, so it, right? I'll, I'll go from what I remember. I could be slightly wrong, but I have a fair idea. Um, so basically, Dead Center have this other beer. It's part of their limited edition, right? Sorry, Limmy Dead edition. So that's their, you know, special ones. They're generally once-offs or seasonal beers. Um, but it's one, it's called Silhouettes, which is, you know, it's a good contrast to Seeking Sunshine and Silhouettes. It's similar to this. Um, it's uh, it's a 4.5% uh, pale ale. I love it. But apparently the uh, Silhouettes is kind of like the original recipe for Seeking Sunshine. Um, I think it was Liam's recipe originally, and he brewed that, and you know that's what they were going with. And then the head brewer um, who took over in there, Roger, um, hashtag Roger doesn't make bad beer. Um, he kind of he tried the silhouettes <laughs> and was like, "Oh, that's nice," but this is what I do with it. And he kind of tweaked it a bit, bumped up the alcohol that you know 0.5 percent, and got seeking sunshine. And I mean, you know, anyone who's in any of the Midland beer groups or any of the groups, kind of. When when Dead Center come out with a new beer, they tend to be flooded with Roger doesn't make bad beer, and that's for a very good reason. It tends to be solid beer after beer. Yeah. For the vast majority of the time, you know, sometimes different people's tastes, Mark, might be wrong, uh, but that's their fault, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually, do you know what? Now, now that you've it's no, can it's, I just respond to that? <laughs> no, can I just respond to the hate being thrown my way? I'm sorry, King. I have to interrupt this. So I have had seven dead center beers. Okay, I've had seven different ones, and for the most part, I've thought they've been very, very good. Okay. And some of them I've thought have been, you know, middling, but okay. The only one I didn't like was Teeny Tiny, which I thought tasted a bit like grass. You know, it had a very earthy, grassy flavor to it. So I think it's fair to say Roger makes great beer, but to say Roger doesn't make bad beer is a bit of an over-exaggeration. He's made at least one that I know of. (laughs) I can actually now, I think one or two you mentioned it there, there's like, um, uh... I'm starting to, I can actually for the first time, like now that I'm drinking it and trying to actually think about it, I, there's a, there is a, like a, a, a largery hint to this that I never picked up on before, which I think is very kind of um, uh, interesting. I, like I never noticed it before this. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's very much the crispness of a kinger that it just dries out. So it dries out pretty quick and it's, it's so Maybe, sharp. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. It's not like a regular IPA where, or pale ale where it kind of, coats your mouth or anything like that it's it's really sharp burst of flavor and it goes pretty quick then yeah. after um my kind of feelings with this is the the citra hop flavor the kind of your standard pale ale kind of bitterness is in there as well but it's almost like with all yeah. the categories of this beer they've kind of hit they've said oh yeah we're going to hit the heights and then we're going to take two steps back we're not going to go to the extreme except for the christmas yeah the christmas is like they have put as much co2 in that beer as they can physically you do and what that does is i guess yeah appeals to kind of the larger side of it but it also means that your last mouthful is very similar to your first mouthful which is not the same with a lot of craft beers because that crisp christmas is so good the carbonation is so good at removing the flavor you're left with a consistent beer which is which is a nice thing and i think that Mark, that leads yeah. into one of our you know key criteria that we tend to go by where um we've always said and i know i've been a staunch uh, a staunch advocate for this no more than yourself is you get your get your qc people to drink the beer the whole way stop taking one or two sips and telling us it's class finish the damn beer and if a yeah. beer can stay consistently good from start to finish it's um, a big thing because it's hard to do especially with craft beers i mean it, it's one thing when you're doing it on like the scale of guinness or heineken or carlsberg where they're probably putting it into a feckin' what hundred thousand liter fermenter or something you're you're going to achieve consistency by scale and mass when craft beers are done they're usually talking what 35 liters would be big you know so yeah or 35 hectoliters sorry would be big so um yeah so they need they need it's harder to be consistent uh, with a beer's life cycle just before we go on and actually rate this then uh walshy is doing his usual thing of being very quiet but i feel like he's trying to go under the radar on this one so walshy uh what are your thoughts on this well first off you all kind of froze for me so my connection was gone <laughs> for a little while so that's why i was kind of mainly being quiet i only got back in there a minute ago but um I, it's it's hard it's kind of i'm finding it difficult to kind of come away from my not necessarily bias Get but off considering the that's Get it's, off the fence. it's a drink that I drink <laughs> very regularly if I'm out and like I said it's in a lot of pubs now that if it's on draft I'm getting it regardless and it's easily a drink that I'm drinking all night because I find it sessionable, refreshing it has that bit of Christmas in it that I just thoroughly enjoyed it and it's just a nice taste and beer in comparison to like your regular stuff that you used to get like a a Coors, you know, a Rockshaw or a Budweiser or something like that. I'll just say, you guys have emotional memories tied to this beer that I don't yet because this is only my second can of it I've ever had. So I think we should preface going into the ratings with that. Not that it's necessarily going to affect you, but just just for yeah, our listeners, yeah. Yeah. To, there is a bit of bias here. But we're, we're acknowledging the bias, yeah, which means it's okay. I think we should 100% agree with you, Mark. Definitely call it out up front. Um, three of us have had plenty of seeking sunshine. Um, when it came down to it, we got uh, we. So just a quick on, we're doing the Crafty Crew uh, road trip across the country, and we kind of split up the country and blah blah. blah. Uh, I ended up at Westmead, and it was very hard for me. You know, well, obviously you picked Dead Center because it's the only one in Westmead, but it was very hard to pick which beer to go with. So I went with the one that isn't my favorite 
dead center beer so I could be you know somewhat impartial however it's still pretty hard to be fully impartial like if this was marooned there's not even a question on where it's going for me but I'm trying to yeah. be as impartial as I can and to get one that's yeah. consistently available you know because Seeking yeah. Sunshine tends to always yeah, be yeah. out there so it's tough like <laughs> yeah so I think just uh, before Kinger brings us on to the writing system we can summarize this as a really crisp and refreshing pale ale with heavy notes of citra not so much in the odor but in the taste and it stays very consistent the whole way through i kind of think that's where we landed with this so kinger let us know what the crafty crew rating system is for everybody who maybe doesn't know yet although you should if you're listening you should know this we shouldn't have to do this every week okay yeah uh, answers on the postcard uh, there people uh, send them to <laughs> no um so uh yeah so <clears throat> the rating system as always is uh starts uh one out of five is unbearable have we had many of them uh, Craigies, one. Oh, there was this rose yeah. cider that I remember. Yes, okay, and sorry, I keep mentioning that. Apologies. It got Did Sean, a, what got did a strangers get? It was low. Yeah. I think it was booze. The, the other one that was, low, yeah. the other one that deserved it, but we, I think it was on our first episode, so we were like, we can't give it an unbearable because it's episode one. Was that Third Circle Trinity Pilsner retrospective one for me? <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So the less the less said about those two, the better. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, I have a court order. I'm not allowed to comment on them anymore. <laughs> uh, two out of five is booze. Booze. Three out of five is just average, down the middle, just beer. Then it goes brutal, and then it and then it goes unbeerleavable. So, who wants to start us off here? Mark. As the least invested person in the success of this writing, I think I should go first. I think, Mark, you should go last because uh, I feel like the three of us might be, um, you know, might be a little biased. So by going last, you might be able to sway this into a more relevant, um, a more appropriate category. <laughs> to, okay. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. You guys fire away. Yeah, just, I'll go last. Just because if, if, we'll if all three of us end up giving it a five, you'll have to give it absolute muck to bring it down that far. And I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah. I uh, for me, look, this isn't. Um, I'm a fan of Dead Center. Uh, I know, I know Liam. I used to work with him a couple of years ago. Uh, I, a bit like Nally, it's probably not my favorite beer from Dead Center. Like, take I take nothing away from it. I think it's 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 beautiful. Um, it does nothing wrong. Uh, it definitely doesn't deserve to be any lower than that, in my opinion. But they do have better beers, so I would say it's um, brutal for me. Yeah, King. So I'll go next, man. And um, I, for a long time, this was probably my favorite beer. Um, I really enjoyed it, and then it just kind of slowly morphed into Maroon being my favorite beer from Dead Center, but. This is a great beer. Um, this is this is a class beer. This is do you know what this is really good at? Mark, you kind of touched on it earlier on. This is a really good gateway beer for people who are coming from you know drinking those macro breweries, yeah. Budweiser, Coors, and stuff like that. This is a really great way to get into craft. Um, you know, it's super crisp. It's it's unbelievably refreshing if you're on a hot day. It's it's really good for it. I really want to give this unbearable or unbelievable however i feel like that's going to be a bit ott so i have to give it a beautiful um this could also be this yeah. could also be me and king are trying to you know combat our bias and going one below <laughs> just to be extra harsh and critical on it but probably yeah, a little bit a little just bit to, like you know <clears throat> to be more fair but no it, it's definitely beautiful and it is to me it is leaning towards that unbelievable um i do love this beer but you know, let's just we'll, we'll go safe and we'll just call it a brutal. Jesus, calling a beer brutal is going safe. It must be good. Do you know what it is? <laughs> Do you know what it is? The 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 thing about it being a great gateway for someone getting getting into craft beers is it's a it's an inoffensive yeah. beer. I think there's like it doesn't it doesn't try to be something that it's that it's not or it, to step outside of its kind of lane. It just it does it does what it's supposed to do, and it's, it's um, great at. And that's what makes it so yeah. sessionable. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Walchi, what's your... Are you going to be able to give this anything um, other than a unbelievable? <laughs> <laughs> an, an, an obvious... Nah, I look, in fairness, I am trying to look at... I know, I look, I like my Citra Pale Ales in general. They are one of my 
my top ones next to one or two other types. So I do really enjoy them. But there is a lot of them that have, and it's not a bad thing, that will have the citrus in them. But some of them, that citrus can be um, a lot. Not, not even a lot, but it's very noticeable. Whereas in this, it isn't. And I find that it's definitely one, which we have spoken about before, that you can very easily drink all night. And it's not, there's not, like, there's a small bit of Christmas, but it's not going to be putting you off. So for me, and look, there's obviously going to be a bit of bias in it, and I try to not take that into it. But for me, as a, as a Citra Pale Ale, and something that I really enjoy, and I've had done for a few years now, it's nothing short of an unbelievable for me. Fair. Absolutely fair. Just just a quick shout out. Uh, just it, It's not just a Citra Pale Ale, so it's not like your typical Citra Pale Ales have just citra hops in it this is citra and amarillo um but it is very citrusy it's very citrusy because amarillo. amarillo citra is kind of like a lemony lemony flavor lemony smell of a hop and amarillo is kind of like an orange type thing so it gives it that very um you know citrus fruit flavor just just in case people are saying whoa that's definitely not just a citra pale ale you know just to make sure <laughs> yeah so i'll round it up guys and this is a very tasty beer. It's very refreshing. Does a lot of things right. But just to kind of play on something Kinger said in his rating, that it's inoffensive and it sticks in the middle of the road. Um, as a craft beer, like as a beer in general, it's fantastic. And as a craft beer, it's fantastic. But I just think, especially having tried some of the other things that I think I like a bit more because they kind of nail something to the mast and they're like, this is this is what we're going for. And then they hit it right in the money. I think what this is, is their moneymaker. This is their mass production, keep the brewery going, and then we have our other things where we try and be exceptional with. Yeah. And, you know, this is, for for that, looking at the market out there, this is exceptional in those terms. But uh, for me, it's it's a really strong, beautiful. Um, I think it's a very solid beer, easily sessionable. I just think it's missing a little bit of character to maybe take it that little bit higher for me. But a solid, beautiful from me for this excellent well i mean that's a pretty it's a pretty positive outlook <laughs> and let's not forget kinger now you get okay sometimes you have to do an accent for a little outro but today you get to do an accent for a little outro <laughs> and uh do your best walshy impression for uh west me there's more than me in west me <laughs> is there hi no it's generally well isn't it I don't think I've ever said hi to anybody in my life. I was actually thinking of this yeah, today. Well. I was wondering if I, if Mark would take my invitation to give us his best Westmeath accent because oh, of the, tempting. just because of the little rivalry himself and Walsh you have, I thought it might spice it up a little bit. Yeah. I, I did also live in Athlone for three years. So um, I didn't know any of you when I did live there. So I do have a little bit of something in the bank, maybe. I mean, there's only there's only two words you need. One is well, and the other is lad. Well. I mean, if he's going for well, a mulligan, well, well, lad, then that's, that's what it. he needs. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's... How lad, that's that's very mulligan, Kinger. You know that. Well, well, lad. Scale. <laughs> it's not very well, lad. It's everything with an O in it, okay? Your vowels are all elongated beyond sense. Yeah. So, Mark, so do you want? Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want to take a swing? <laughs> I'll give it a go. Right, ready? Uh, <clears throat> okay, just give me a second to compose myself. Here. <laughs> this is you, our kinger. Um, well, lads, start. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Silence, please. Well, lads, that's a brutal from the Crafty Crew podcast for dead shenters. What the fuck was that? Seek sunshine. Huh? How did you go well so done. west? Like, what was that? I, I know that's no one cool. from Westmead that has a H S T. West. What was that? That's gone. That's gone beyond Kingham. You've gone out to fucking Karna, lad. <laughs> well, that's well, I'll just say one thing. Me and King are now two people who sound like that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, and it's not me and Nelly. <laughs> Moving on, it's time to go to Offaly and Sleeve Bloom Brewing Company's Rising Moon. So, crack them open, lads. Now, I before we go any further with this, right, I've already taken a little bit of um, fun in the fact that 
Uh, I'm currently drinking. I'm currently drinking a beer that comes in a can with a lovely big blue moon I rising. I so wanted you not to notice three that. Three Man United I so fans, wanted you not to notice and that. They're going to tell me they love. <laughs> they'll tell me that they love the can. The design is great. It t- it's lovely. <laughs> No, it's bullshit. Ah, <laughs> oh, the cut of it. They should be embarrassed. So, in all fairness, oh. to have a look at the can, it's nothing special. I enjoy <laughs> the history of... No, I, I, I enjoy their nod to history with the pike, um, being that it's based on kind of three blacksmiths who made pikes for the 1798 rebellion. Um, but it is really one of those that it's not going to stand out. It's not so simple that it's recognisable and it's not like so artistic it jumps off the shelf I kind of feel like if you saw this in a, in a big fridge full of craft beers you'd overlook it um, apart from the berry IPA bit so the, the, the name is really you know that berry IPA badge really would draw you in if you did see it but I think you just miss it it's kind of bland colouring nothing I think it might out stand out it. in Manchester I'm just saying I think it would stand out a lot in Manchester a nice big blue moon rising you know okay back to reality i'm actually a bit disappointed that it's not blue i thought the beer was gonna be a bit blue because of the blueberry thing Um, yeah that's not how it works here but uh okay um i will say there is like a strange smell isn't it distinct sweetness off of it yeah i i can't quite put my finger on what where it's coming from but it's it's its own smell yeah so 100 percent. i think uh Compared to the Seeking Sunshine, this is definitely straight in your face. You can smell this as soon as you open the can. I think, Mark, it is most likely, I know they have it on the can, it's most likely coming from the blueberries that's in there, um, probably interacting with some of the yeast or something, causing that extra fermentation, you know, from the natural sugars of the blueberries that might be giving off that different aroma than we're used to from just hops and malt. Um, it's, it's that extra sweetness definitely yeah. there. It's uh, it's slightly darker than the Seeking Sunshine, so like a slightly darker than straw. It's clearer, but it is it's, very, very clear. clear. Yeah, it's ridiculously clear. Uh, even the carbonation, it's pretty low um, to look at. You know, you're not getting you're not getting masses of bubbles rising up through it, um, but it's super clear. So it is. You could read a newspaper. Just, just very quickly. <laughs> just very quickly. Quickly, just go back to the smell. I I know the smell of a sour is something that hasn't been. Um, welcomed much on the podcast, but that to me has a very similar smell to some of the sours we've had. I don't know. I think it's a lot more subtle, but yeah, I get I, where you're coming from. I do. I can get a, t- a touch of what he referring to. All right. Yeah, I think that's probably the the you know the sours that we've had. King are tend to be fruited sours. Yeah. So they have that kind of fruity notes in them, and fermented with the fruit in them as well. Like so. Yeah, that's probably where it is because it's the Burry IPA that's coming through as well. But yeah, I definitely get what you mean. It, but as Mark said, it's way more subtle than you know with some of those sours that we've had, and you know definitely more subtle than Founders Green Zebra Feet Sour. Um, moving on to the kind of mouthfeel, as you said, Nally, the carbonation looks a bit low, and it certainly comes across with the mouthfeel. Mm. It does leave a little bit of slickness on your tongue. Um, so it's probably a little bit lacking in that for an IPA or from what I'd expect. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. A beer like that that carries a really delicious flavor, that can enhance. But for me, it's kind of a bit bland and it's leaving a kind of slickness on me that I'm not super impressed with. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> I think it's been mentioned before in the podcast. I, I can't remember what beer it was like um, like a waxy kind of a coating or something. It, it, it's, it's that kind of. I'm st- like obviously the more I do the podcast and taste different beers, I'm I'm starting to like really understand how the carbonation affects the taste of a beer and whatever. The fact that this isn't there's not a lot happening even in in the glass, like it is quite flat looking. Um, but it 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 leaves the taste on your mouth a bit too long. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, the the carbonation isn't there to like cleanse your palate from yeah. it that you'd usually get with some of those IPAs. Um. 100% Mark, it does kind of have, it's not It's not fully waxy, but there is a slickness there. It's kind of like um, almost oily, uh, you know, like a good mm. in-between water and wax being kind of an oily kind of sensation yeah. on your mouth, where it's not fully clogged and up, but it is yeah. slick. Like It's not, um, so the sweetness that I got with the smell, 
it's it's a similar like I'm trying to say it's a similar sweetness in the taste, but no. I'm not getting anything in the taste. This is just bland. It's like drinking I don't know, not water, but it's it's really hard. There's no there's no flavour profile for me here. I don't have anything to go on. I can't even get like a maltiness or a bitterness. Maybe a bit of bitterness. That's yeah, about it. But I was gonna say I think the big thing that that you kind of get from this is there's a bit of bitterness at the end um you know after you've drank it there's something at the back of your tongue that's kind of there's definitely a bit of bitterness there but it's not a it's not super flavorful there's not a whole lot going on i know when the actually just in seeking sunshine we kind of said that it it wasn't something that um kind of stands out in any way however they did it right where it wasn't you know something overpowering or anything but it was still packed with flavor it just wasn't anything either side out of the norm whereas i don't think they've pulled it off here as well to put it mildly yeah well i think with seeking sunshine it's a citra pale ale and the citra notes yeah. come through maybe they're subtle maybe they're middle of the road whatever but it is kind of hitting its style just in a in a kind of small way this as an ipa you expect a big hop profile bitterness from that we're getting hints of bitterness, but in terms of a hot profile, like I don't know, Nally, you'd be more experienced with brewing materials than me. But what's the hop that tastes like nothing? Because they've obviously <laughs> used that here. Ah, the fabled neutral hop. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, like one of my big gripes on on the podcast is when a beer says something on the can and then doesn't deliver, like. This says berry IPA on the front of the can, and I'm expecting like a bit of a flavor over overload, and like th- like that will really come through. If I if I didn't tell, if I gave a glass of this to someone and said, "Tell me what flavor profile it's supposed to be," if they could tell me from that taste, I would be absolutely mesmerized. There's nothing. There's there's, there's nothing coming yeah. through there, really. Yeah, is I was there? going to say the same. It's weird, right? I don't get any resource of a berry at all i get the, the the bit of bitterness but that's more or less it off it um i am the same as you and i think we're all the same as if it could say something and it can even if it's not as i don't know loud as it probably should be if it's still there you're like okay it is saying what it is what it's saying regardless of yeah. how much but it's still there whereas this is saying berry there's there's no berry or I'm, I'm certainly not getting any taste of a any kind of a berry yeah no i'd agree with you lads i mean just like you're saying king if you put that down in front of me and said what kind of flavor profile it's going for i'd say it's kind of maybe like an maybe trying to get an old school west coast ipa that kind of more you know piney type of flavors yeah. it's not really floral it's not really no. citrusy or anything like that it's not juicy it's you know a bit piney i guess just just because you know that piney kind of flavor gives you that bitterness a lot easier than trying to make it with more citrusy kind of hops and stuff so i think it's probably that kind of way but definitely can't get anything from the berry the smell okay the smell when we first opened the can there was definitely something there but for me it hasn't translated over into the flavor yeah i'm just nearly finished this now and the lack of crispness means that oiliness is getting worse and worse and it is kind of leaving a resiny piney flavor behind towards the end of the beer but you know like that's just a standard ipa i mean these days everything's going into little niche markets so yeah okay if you want to go for your piney ipa that's fine but i think for you to have to drink a whole can to start to get the taste of it you know that's kind of disappointing well, like, now uh, let's um, let's let's you know you'd want that taste of let's the let's just go easy on that because we are advocates of drinking a can from the start all the way through to the finish before we rate a beer so to be fair yeah you know I mean, but we look, I mean, we look for no i know that yeah, yeah i know that yeah 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 to be fair there's not much left of mine like and uh it, it doesn't deserve a swamp like it's not it's not good enough to swamp and it's not it's not absolute muck either like i mean i think one of the things we say drink it the whole way through is that beers can have this really brilliant first impression that disappears very quickly um or disappears over the drink um and and that's disappointing and that's showing like that well the real flavor profile of this isn't as good as the initial outlook and then some beers are consistent and some beers get better but this i'm not saying it's getting better i'm just saying the taste is coming 
towards the end. But that doesn't mean it's a better taste. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. It 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 is sticking to the principle though that once you get down near the end, it, it it hasn't stayed consistent the whole way through. It is a different kind of flavor when you get near the end. Like for example, some of those beers that we've had, where we've had uh, one or two of those sour, the sour that we had, Green Zebra Mark. At the start, you were a big fan of it. Yeah, a big watermelony flavor. All about it, yeah. And then when it got near the end, not so much. Uh, and then Kinger, uh, you were kind of similar with one of the stouts we've had, uh, Millionaire by the Wild Be- Wild Beer Company. Yeah. At the start, you were like, "This is way too sweet. This salted caramel. This is horrendous." And then we got to the end, and you were like, the "Actually, sweetness really came through for yeah, a stout. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty decent." Like, so this I think is more on the Green Zebra side of it, though. I don't think it's helped itself the whole way through. Yeah, I would agree with Janali. Um Kinger, will we will we romp our way into the ratings here, will we? Can we can we can we get Walshy to call out the rating system? I don't think he's calling I'm it game. out yet. So I'm game for that. For, oh, for a good fun. reason. <laughs> right. We start off at a bottom tier of um unbearable. We go to a flat out booze from booze. there. Booze. And a a good steady just beer. Into a nice, tasty, brutal, into the creme de la creme of an unbelievable. Do you know what? All watch, ladies and gentlemen. I think that, that is the best introduction <laughs> to the Crafty Crew rating system we have ever had. Like, that's phenomenal. I think Walshy... You all expected me to absolutely bottle that. So I will expect your apologies via email post pigeon whatever way it suits it's probably pigeon and moat so you know whatever whatever way is handiest for you all i'm from galway i couldn't give you it was he i'll start this off right galway, I... just like mark's accent earlier <laughs> was that even galway Certainly more West than West Mead. I'll, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll start this off, right? And I I really don't like being negative as you'll all attest to, but like and Shock. I don't like I don't like being negative because I feel like a brewery who take the time to kind of make something new and put it out there, like I can't get past this being a booze. Like like even even if even if the flavor or the mouthfeel or whatever isn't exactly what I was expecting because of what it says on the can, it doesn't do anything retrospectively to help itself be something that's overtly enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? So I don't like giving anything a booze, but I think this is a booze. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you, Kinger. I think it's it's a booze. It's not an unbearable because you can drink this. Yeah, you can. Yeah, what yeah. makes it a what makes it a booze is that they've they've said berry IPA. They've given you this kind of expectation. Um, if they had on that can like old school IPA or IPA or like West Coast IPA, I think you'd be drinking it and saying, "Yeah, this is just beer. This is what it says it is. It's nothing special." But because exactly. they've gone for the berry and they haven't hit the mark, I think that's kind of what detracts for me, and that's why I would say this is a, a booze. Yeah, so I will one hundred percent agree with you two lads. Um, it's a booze for me as well. Um. For all the reasons you've said, um, it's just call it an IPA. Don't call it a berry IPA, and then have no berry Absolutely. notes there at all. Absolutely. Apart from you know, even even we we talked about it in the aroma. There was that kind of sweetness from you know we're assuming it's the berry kind of sweetness coming through, but I mean that went pretty quick as well after you poured it into the glass. It didn't stick around, you know. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a booze, and it's unfortunate because I really wanted to like these guys. Um, I am 100% going to go out of my way to find their red ale and their stout and try them. Um, 100% I'm going to go out of my way to find that because I like I like this the way they've gone about it. I like their you know the nod to the history and everything. I think it's a good concept. They seem to you know clearly they love beer. You don't go out of your way and make a brewery if you don't love it. So you know they're good people because they make beer. Unfortunately, this beer isn't that good. <laughs> so it's a booze for me. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm a booze as, booze as well, but it's in a way a nearly a kind of a positive booze because I don't think it's a bad beer. I, I, I mean, as a beer goes, it's it's drinkable, it's fine, but it says berry. There's there's zero berry. There's there's not a huge amount of flavor. Would I sit there and drink two or three if that's what I had? Yeah, and I'd do it comfortably, but 
Would you? Yeah, I don't know it if says I would. something that's like, not there. No, like, look, if I went over to yours and you had two spare cans of that, it's like, I'm not drinking that with you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll drink them. I'm not going to turn them down. But it's still, fair. it's still a... Okay. You being a scrounge shouldn't be a, a way to rate beer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I just, just, just a quick one on what Walter said there, and I think the four of us agree on this. I think if they call that just an IPA, man, every one of us would say that's just beer. It's right down yeah, the middle. It's solid, absolutely. just a good, decent can. It's just the fact that they've labeled it as a Burry IPA. Yeah. And none of us have gotten anything apart from the initial pour and that initial burst of a bit of a Burry smell. None of us have really gotten anything along those lines. Would it be fair to summarize for us as disappointing more than bad? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's yeah. probably yeah. the better way of putting that's, it. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of sad. I'm not. I'm not angry with them. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's worse. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> um, but I have to agree with you, Nally, because like, if if they had labeled that as a standard IPA, I'd be like, yeah, that's grand, and grand. I'll try a stout. I'll try a red ale because let's be honest, we're in Ireland. They're quintessential Irish beers. If you're in a craft brewery in Ireland, you should be hanging your hat on your ability to make one of those two beers. You know, yeah. because that's that's your culture, like where you come from. Maybe you've never had one in your life, but if you're going to brew red ale in Ireland, you fucking damn straight better get it right. Yeah, I mean, if you need an example of that, look to the unbelievable red noir from Yellowbelly. There you go. Yeah. So does that mean it's a it's a it's a consistent booze? Booze. booze. I, uh, disappointing booze. It's it's an it's a it's an awfully disappointing beer. I have to say, awfully oh, bad. Oh, it's awfully bad. Boom. Oh. Wow. Somebody had Jesus to say Mark. it. Fucking Jesus, Mark. Jimmy. Talk about giving them the bad shoulder. Burr. Somebody had to say it. Cold um, shoulder. Okay, so uh, I think Kinger, I, I've done my part for this episode, so you're yeah, going to have to take this final one. So Kinger's going to give us his best outro for Sleeve Bloom's uh, Berry IPA, Rising Moon, with so, his best offly accent. So from what I remember, I have, I have relatives in Eden Derry and... They're very flat. They're very flat altogether. Like they're they're so the Crafty Crew podcast are given Rising Moon from Schlieve Bloom Brewing Company a booze. Booze. <laughs> Christ. I like that. Forgive me. Uh so lads. Lads, what do you think Eamon Dunphy's favourite moment of the Euros so far? Would oh, it fuck off! I'd say it's probably... So as the lads get distracted by Eamon Dunphy once again, uh, I'll sign us out. Uh, next week, it's Tip and Kilkenny. So until then, it's a goodbye from Nally, goodbye from Mark, goodbye from Walshy, and from myself, Kinger. See you next week. You know as much about football as hair as you had on your head. That's how much you know about football. <laughs>